I'm Ray Rogers. And I'm Brad Kepler. You're listening to Fix This, a podcast exploring tech ideas and solutions to some of today's largest challenges. Today, we're taking a deep dive on live streaming, which is seemingly everywhere these days. From social media to live news coverage, we can stay connected to things that are happening in our own neighborhoods and even all the way around the world. Yeah, and when we think of technology and live streaming, we don't necessarily equate that to staying in tune with the natural world around us, but it can. With live feed streaming from around the world, explore.org gives us a chance to learn more about the land and oceans and foster a deeper appreciation for Earth. Ray chatted with Charlie Annenberg, founder of explore.org, to learn more about the work they're doing. Charlie, Explore.org has a tripart mission. Can you tell me what the aim of the website is? And also tell me a little bit about your role. I'm the founder of Explore.org, which really consists of three divisions. The documentaries, the live cams that you watch, we call Pearls of the Planet, with the mission of hopefully by observing the natural world, you'll fall in love with it because I believe we take care of what we love, which will make you a better steward. And then the third division over the years through our social media is our Dog Bless You division, which has become the leading provider of service dogs to soldiers, and it's for people who see animals as guardian angels of the human spirit. Explore.org has been around for a while now, almost 13 years. When it first started, we were a documentary film company, and the mission of Explore at that time was to champion the selfless acts of others, to create a portal into the soul of humanity, and to inspire lifelong learning. And over the years, Explore has evolved as technology has. And now we're more known for our live cam technology, but the mission is still the same. We try to utilize technology to connect people to the natural world in the purest state. Yeah, and so what kinds of things can people watch when they visit? I think the retort would be what can't you watch? (laughs) I have visited frequently, but what are some of your favorite things? We have the brown bears in Alaska right now, the salmon migrating upstream, eagles, wolves, seagulls, 24-hour light. And what makes it so unique is it's one of the few times where you see nature truly working. I mean, you're truly observing them in the highest natural state. Right now, there's a hurricane off the coast of North Carolina, and if you went on to explore, you could watch that live because we have a cam called the Frying Cam Pan, which is about 100 miles off the coast, where underwater you can see sharks and barracudas. But right now, you can actually watch a hurricane in its action. If you're someone who likes space, we have a cam with NASA that allows you to observe space. So truly, there's something for everyone. And then we have a lot of live talks. When I was saying that Explore has been around for a while and the opening mission was to champion the selfless acts of others, the majority of these cameras are connected to amazing nonprofit organizations. And so we'll have talks with experts all the time on a myriad of issues. So you can learn as much as you desire. So where are people tuning in from? We really have an international audience from all over the world that really uses Explore on many levels, but one of the most unique levels, especially in today's times, is an antidote to stress. To just be able to tune out the world and connect the natural world in the purest way. And it's, it is unique how people find us because we don't market ourselves. And a lot of times technology is portrayed as something that takes us out of nature, but Explore, and it's a great example of how technology and live streaming can bring people closer to nature, can really help us learn more about the natural world around us and present us with things that we might not otherwise ever be able to see. 
Can you tell me a little bit more about what some of your viewers are seeing um, and what they're talking about now that many people are at home and unable to travel? We have such an amazing community. And for me, the cherry on the Sunday is the letters that we get, you know, about how it's helped inspire them, heal them, deal with depression. Uh, a lot of people don't have the luxury monetarily to travel, even if there wasn't COVID. And then for those who don't have the health, you know, to hear from them is truly, I think, what inspires myself and the entire team. During COVID-19, your viewership has spiked dramatically by almost 300%. How has the cloud helped you to scale and continue to reach people all around the world? You know, I think about that a lot. Where would we be without the cloud? As someone who was trained in film, and I think about all the hard drives, memory, storage, <laughs> this conversation couldn't even be taking place without the cloud. You know, Explore has worked with Amazon Web Services for cloud needs, and it's been an amazing partnership. And what's unique about the cloud is it's completely scalable. So, for example, with the hurricane, you'll get a huge surge of traffic and press and public interest. But I always like to use the analogies like a tanker going across the sea. You know you're going to get there. It's consistent, it's steady, and it allows you access there's been over 5 million photographs taken on the Explore site alone in the last few months, and they live on the cloud. And without the cloud, that couldn't exist. And so it's created memories and research for so many. It's just simplified life greatly. As a nonprofit, I know that every dollar counts and you, of course, don't collect subscription fees. You're not here to make money on people viewing the live streams. So every dollar counts and like making sure that it goes as far as it possibly can to help you deliver on your mission. How has the cloud helped meet some of its financial goals? We try to be very small. And when you work with a great team, you get what I call peace of mind that you can't really put a price tag to. And so Amazon Web Services has really made the system where you don't need as many people to operate it, many as many editors to find the material, um, things aren't breaking down, your drives. And so you get a blend of both uh, peace of mind and quality. And as I said, I mean, cost benefit to humanity and it's been a nice partnership. So out here on the East Coast, I'm sitting in this torrential downpour, but I can drop in one of Explore's live streams and then all of a sudden I'm watching elephants gather around a really sunny watering hole in South Africa. Or I flipped a live stream channel and now I'm watching a bear crossing on the lower river bear cam in Alaska, which is just awesome and really only possible at scale because of cloud technology. Live streaming gives us unprecedented access to the natural world around us. And in times of emergency, it can even help us preserve the land. The 2019 to 2020 bushfire season was unusually devastating in Australia. BigMate is an advanced technology partner in the AWS Partner Network. And BigMate worked with the government of the Australian Capital Territory Emergency Services Agency to architect a solution to live stream and provide spatial data processing, all from helicopters, which could monitor the bushfires in real time. This capability helped local authorities react quickly and make data-driven decisions that could better preserve the land and protect Australians. Ray chatted with Peter Gerges, Chief Technology Officer of BigMate, about the solution. BigMate is part of the AWS Partner Network, and you're based out of Australia. One of the company's specialties is in computer vision technology. Peter, can you tell me more about what that means for your customers and the types of projects BigMate works on, and specifically your role? So as the CTO at BigMate, I look after the, the technology program. 
the main solutions that we provide are live streaming of both video and data that's coming in in real time. We do it in a very challenging environment from you know remote locations, whether that be a, a high-definition camera in a remote site monitoring an area or whether that be a high-definition camera mounted on a helicopter. We work with our helicopter and camera partners to basically bring that video back live in a really reliable fashion. And then once it's in the cloud, we can do all sorts of processing on it. So where BigMate really specialises is in extracting data from video, uh, whether that be information that's been embedded in the video, such as uh, GPS locations, time and elevation, uh, where the picture is being taken, uh, or whether that is bringing other sorts of data to the picture, such as analysing the video in real time. The picture does say a 1,000 words, and um, we kind of like to extract those 1,000 words around each video stream. That's kind of where we focus. Let's talk about wildfires. The government of Australian Capital Territory, ACT, um, their emergency services agency, also known as ESA, began working with BigMate. What was the exact challenge that they were having, and how did your solution help them? Their challenge was the environment is is changing. They have to provide better, faster, more effective solutions to managing wildfires or, or as we call them, bushfires. Wildfires move really quickly. Uh, they have hot spots and cold spots. Um, they change direction. And giving that live video feed enables them to make real-time decisions about where, what the fire is doing, where it's moving, and how they deal with fighting that fire. So the live video uh, really gives them a perspective that they don't get on the ground. In reality, we're a really small cog in the wheel, but um, obviously one that needs to provide an incredibly reliable service in really challenging environments. So ESA had, had a couple of things. It needed to be incredibly reliable. It needed to work really fast. Um, so the information needed to come back in real time. And it needed to meet a lot of government obligations such as, um, you know, storage and archive and uh, post-event analysis. So the data had to be maintained for a long period of time in a really reliable fashion. So when we combine that together, ESA first engaged us to say, look, can you design a solution for us? Can you come up with an architecture that might do this? And we did that. We then moved into the fire season and the intent initially was they would operate it, but they, they then approached us and said, look, can you operate this for us for the fire season? You know, it's a fairly complex solution and um, uh, moving into a, a really busy period, we then operated that and we've continued to do that for the last couple of years. We're into our third year now of operating the solution. For ESA, it was, it was the challenge of designing a really complex solution, but making it really easy for end users to use. And so we solved all those problems of reliability, integrity, um, and data storage. And we did all that on Amazon Web Services. So it's an entirely contained solution and it's performed admirably. Um, It's almost been flawless over the last couple of years. Would this have been possible without the cloud or is this really like a new age for government agencies and other organizations that you're partnering with to make real-time decision based on real-time live streaming? The cost of doing it prior to the cloud was was significant. So it was really uh, cost ineffective to be able to do this without the cloud. The, the second answer to that question is, the versatility and reliability that the cloud offers has not been available realistically prior to this. So what has traditionally been sort of the integrity, reliability, 
and availability of, of live streaming solutions has been limited to areas such as defence. This has now really opened this up to the broader community, whether that is uh, an emergency services agency or another public sector department that wants to do live video streaming. The cloud's enabled this and, and really put it in the hands of more organisations. So in short, prior to the cloud, it can, could have still been done, but really it was limited through the cost and complexity that would be needed to, to provide the same solution without the cloud. Yeah, so it almost always begins with cost savings, right? Like how can the cloud help you achieve your goals and still stay within budget, but then also quickly pivots into the agility that the cloud provides and the different innovation that you can achieve by using the cloud and reinvesting those cost savings back into a solution. That's absolutely right. And and the other thing is, you know, particularly in the wildfires environment, things don't, don't stay still. Every season starts and ends very differently. And so having the cloud has enabled us to chop and change the solution literally overnight, you know, whether it's increasing resolution of the video or uh, adding, merging two video streams together or doing computer vision analytics on there. We can bolt those things on in the cloud really quickly and really easily and turn it around to solve problems uh, literally overnight. Even while at home, live streaming provides a window to the world. Whether it's staying connected to the creatures around us or giving power to local authorities to protect the land during devastating wildfires, cloud technology and live streaming play an important role in helping us better understand and ultimately protect Earth. Thank you, our guests, Charlie and Peter. To learn more, visit explore.org and bigmate.com.au. And thank you for tuning in. If you liked today's episode, please help us spread the word by rating the show, sharing with your friends and family, and subscribing for more stories. We'll catch you on the next one. 